0: hi everyone welcome to a new week at a new ep yeah, wow I, I do this i do this every week but i just have not yay with woo with a new intro <laughs> but welcome to a new week a new episode of brain talks we have a big group today and it's very exciting so i'm gonna let everyone say hi introduce themselves quickly go hi
1: hi i'm Sana chief experience officer oh
0: I who know. cares <laughs> hi i'm cadence um yeah
1: hi i'm Malata. this is my second episode of the podcast hey i'm a
0: no okay janeel is here too but i guess janeel is mute um we have uh the topic of mental health with the perspective of immigrant families and non-immigrant families which we just kind of came up with some spots. So I'm going to hand this over to Malata and or Janiel to carry this conversation. So Mike goes to you.
1: Uh, all right, thanks, Yasmin. So yeah, as mean said, just to reiterate, we're focusing on mental health in the lens of immigrant families this week. We wanna look at some disparities between how mental health is approached in immigrant and non-immigrant households. So I believe Cadence mentioned that she is from a non-immigrant household. So I personally am from an immigrant household. Um, who else here is from an immigrant household? Your parents are immigrants, meaning? I am. I am. I also am. Okay, so for us immigrant kids, do we want to share a little bit of what that experience is like? Like, for example, how do your parents approach mental health, and also maybe say where they're from, just so that we get kind of a perspective.
0: I can go. I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> Senna. Um, sorry,
2: i <laughs> a great, start, guys.
0: <laughs> I was kind of waiting for someone else to talk, but, um, uh, so for example. <coughs> i'm gonna start off my family we are palestinian um for those who don't know that is middle east that is the middle east um with i guess a common thing with maybe all immigrant parents maybe just middle eastern they weren't really taught anything mental health wise back home and it wasn't really an issue they shed light on very little if they did um And it's not something they're used to. So, like, for example, if I went to, um, I'm not going to bash my parents. I'm just going to say if I went to a Middle Eastern older person who is an immigrant and I was like, oh, hey, like, I am not doing that good and I don't know what to do. Like, they're just going to kind of like it's like a slap on the wrist that, oh, you're just like, it's because of this and this and you just need like you just got to get off your phone and maybe you're just tired or maybe like you're just stressed out. Like it's never something that's like, Oh, maybe I need to seek um, help, like mental help for it. Like they just kind of use every excuse to make it in a way that it might be kind of embarrassing to go seek any sort of help or treatment. That's, that's my, my view, passing the mic to Senna because I kind of cut her off i'm sorry you're okay anyway
3: so uh, yeah i have a similar experience to yasmin i um my parents are Ghanaian, ghana which is in west africa i'm actually also an immigrant so i'm not from here but like i don't really think that changes anything but um you're so, an yeah. immigrant yeah did you not okay let's not get Yasmeen, where <laughs> have you been oh so,
0: That's so cool okay i'm sorry
3: go ahead is it okay um <laughs> so basically it's like a similar experience to what Yasmin was saying. Like if I was to say I'm like, like stressed, like their response would be, what do you have to be stressed about? And to be honest, I didn't even know. I couldn't even like tell you the phrase mental health or mental well-being" before I moved here. So there's not really just traditionally in our culture. There's not really like the idea of like taking care of your mental health. It's more of like, when we say health, it's only about like your physical health and, um, yeah, so, and, like, therapy is even, like, a, is a completely, like, crazy thing to them. They think, like, they envision, like, you know, the TV shows where, like, the psychiatrist is, like, with the insane person, so they don't see therapy as, like, something valuable. It just, it's just more of, like, a, if you need therapy or if
1: you say, like,
3: your well-being isn't good, then, like, you're crazy or something like that. So, yeah, that's my experience.
1: Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel that. So I'm also a child of immigrants. I was born here, but my parents are Jewish refugees, actually, from the former USSR. Uh, The USSR, I mean, Soviet Union, same thing, synonymous. But back when they were growing up, it was really difficult there, especially as Jewish people. So it was a very anti-Semitic time in the USSR. So their experiences of childhood are very different from mine. And their problems are definitely a lot different from mine as well. Um, For Jewish people during that time period, you weren't allowed to go to certain schools. Um, You had a chance of your house getting like robbed and looted. It was definitely not a good time. And then they immigrated as kids also, which is definitely hard to do. Packing up your life when you're like 11, as my mom was, it's definitely difficult. So um sometimes I eat, I almost feel like, I don't know, like almost guilty at bringing up like mental health problems or whatever it is, because I know that my parents had what I consider in my head to be quote unquote real problems. Um, My problems and my generation's problems can seem kind of lessened compared to that. Um, So my grandparents are definitely more like traditionalists, but I feel like my mom is kind of breaking cycles. Good for her. She's a queen. Um, Growing up, she was like really chill about the whole mental health conversation. She would let us do mental health days from school, which I really appreciated. But at the same time, she doesn't fully like understand what a widespread issue it is across America because a lot of teenagers, unfortunately, are struggling with mental health. Should I go? Yeah, share your experience from like a non-immigrant POV like is anything oh,
0: Okay, let's see. My mom grew up in Staten Island and Brooklyn, and my dad grew up in also Staten Island. So fun. Um my mom she's like she's like cool with mental health. She's cool with it. Um I'm trying to think of a way to say this that like sounds like formal. I don't know because, like, she likes that I work here, like, she's really into, like, mental health and all that stuff, and, like, she's just really open to it, um, so it's, like, it's, like, normal for us to talk about it, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I think, like, oh, sorry. (laughs) No, no, it's gonna go ahead. (laughs)
3: I was gonna, like, go back to what you were saying about, like, feeling guilty when you bring up, like, because you feel like it's, um, it's a lesser problem and compared mm. to like real problems. And so like, that made me think of how I would never actually, I was talking a lot about therapy, but I would never actually like go to my mom and be like, I need therapy. Cause I just know that's not something she needs on her plate, And I know that's a, like, so yeah, that's, I just related to that and I want to mention that.
1: Yeah. I think that's like such an interesting thing for immigrant kids. Um, I mean, obviously I, I don't know what it's like for non-immigrant kids, because um, I go to a very diverse college so most of my friends are children of immigrants and we do talk about how like in some ways it feels like we kind of have higher standards a little bit because we know that our parents childhoods were so rough like we want to make our parents proud we want to show them that they came here for like a good reason and that we're taking advantage of this good opportunity that they kind of like bestowed upon us by moving to america and i think like in trying to show them that we're so appreciative of their sacrifice we try to present like this best image of ourselves and that includes never talking about like mental health problems or trying to cover up when we're struggling yeah
3: it's like if you sh- oh, go, go ahead go ahead <laughs> oh, go, go, go no because i've been talking a lot so it was good. oh <laughs> are you okay <laughs> No, <laughs> you make me nervous. Okay, anyways.
0: Um something oh okay. Something Malada said where she just I don't know, just made me come up with a point in my head where she was like, We are like trying to portray the best versions of ourselves or something along those lines, right? Or am I like hallucinating? Yes, no, Malata? Yeah,
1: no, that was said, that was sad. You're good. Okay, good.
0: Um That just made me like it it's it's kind of It's something I realized very recently um, that I've gotten, I also saw a TikTok reference. Very funny. Always, always there's going to be a TikTok reference. But there are so many kids out there or teenagers that are so used to not speaking about their problems because they, like, you know how people in, like, friend groups are, like, the therapist friends? Like, they, those are the type of... Those are the type of people that are like, they don't talk about the problems. They're really good listeners. They don't talk about the problems. They're, they feel like if they do, they're a burden to whoever is surrounding them or whoever they're forcing to listen. And they don't want to put that on anyone. So I feel like that also could result from like you thinking whatever you're feeling is normal. Like if you are, if you are going through, um, severe depression or severe anxiety or adhd or whatever the case may be um and you don't obviously you're not going to self-diagnose yourself but everything you're feeling you think it's normal because you are in this position where you have to act like you you kind of have to keep it to yourself you know and you have to make it seem normal but in reality it's not until you kind of talk it out with somebody and they're like you know what you're feeling that's like that's that's not good um so I felt like that just kind of played a role in, I guess how our parents tell us to portray ourselves because that just makes us think like whatever is happening is normal because they tell us it's normal so because I cut Senna off Senna
3: (laughs) yeah I agree like um in like that process of convincing yourself but what you feel is normal, like you're also just it's also like easier than admitting that you might have like this weakness, like of having a mental health issue. And it's like and like Malata was saying, you feel like um, it kind of disrupts that image that you're trying to pro- portray to your um, parents about like being successful and like making them proud. And if you show that weakness to them, it feels like a disservice to um, everything they've worked for. So, yeah, I agree with both of you.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I think those perceptions of like what's considered like the best version of yourself and whatnot. And you kind of mentioned, Senna, like that maybe sometimes our parents can tell us how to portray themselves. I think the biggest factor contributing to that is really just like differences in culture. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think having a different array of cultures and pulling values from multiple cultures, I think that's part of what makes existence like kind of fun because it would be boring if we were all the same. But I definitely think that American culture is more sensitive to topics of mental health. So when I kind of consider my experience as an immigrant kid with a more lax mom, I, for me, like, I think the issue comes back to education. My mom moved here when she was like really young. So she got an American education. And then when I talk to my friends whose parents immigrated here a little later, they say that maybe their parents are a little bit more strict on the topic of mental health. I do think it's because of different schooling systems. So for me, like, I don't know if this is even the right way, but um, if we wanted to like destigmatize mental health in immigrant families, I think the first step to that would be like a little bit of exposure to the topic and a little bit of education about it. But that being said, I know that that's really hard to do, especially if your parents are like really opposed to any discussion of mental health issues i'll
4: go <laughs> um so my parents were immigrants from india so they went from india to canada like i don't have the memory so i don't know but um i'm personally from canada but uh, growing up like they were um close to see like because they weren't really familiar with like technology and stuff so they're just like what like what a phone is and all that stuff because the difference between india and canada is like the environment is like hella different and then Canada's like totally like cold and everything. So it's like they take mental health seriously because you know what it's like to like culturally adapt to something.
5: So as Mahika, my parents are from India and on the topic of mental uh, mental health, like back then, like as I like, as we grew up, both my parents like became chill about it. Like like as they like saw like the news or like, just, like the environment of like the Western culture, they started becoming more adaptive of like how mental health could actually affect a lot of people and even for me um they're pretty chill um I even about the topic of mental health so it's not really like a big issue but like back then like it would be a big issue about like talking about mental health because like it'll be like if somebody was to talk about mental health back then it would be like a it'll be shameful for the family because like back then if like in or in general if you were to talk about like how somebody has like it's like back then the topic of mental health was like societal based and like you to keep it in your family and like just like keep the matter to yourself but like now a lot of people are opening up so that's mainly thanks to like the western culture and like how america has like made it more open to to be honest like the whole world is like following america's path on like mental health so yeah that's my point on it
3: yeah i agree like what uh oh sorry but um I feel like my parents are more open like even though I was kind of sh- being shitty about it like before but like I think they even they are trying to be like less limited on their view on mental health like even though they'll attribute it to things like oh if you need to like get more sleep so your mental health would be better or you need to like spend less time on your phone so, like they have their own ways of like valuing mental health even though it might not be the same way I value mental health so like I can give I can definitely give them um, credit for that so yeah I agree with, you, with what you're saying go ahead Mahika. okay
4: um I just forgot to mention that um if you're like in india and you would talk about like mental health then i feel like like they would like really judge you for like what you're saying like oh my gosh you're talking about mental health like what are you talking about and then so when you're in canada and you're talking about mental health they're like really pay attention to it as priority so that's what i forgot to mention we have a new guest who's also
0: his up? i'm muting him anyways um... <laughs> oh my god okay um, Pishoy, do you want to quickly open up with how your parents take mental health? Go I
2: actually don't want to Okay, do that. then never
0: mind. Malata, <laughs> take the mic and save us all.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, Slay, uh, okay, I, I made up like a whole little thing in my head and the second you called on me, it went out the window, but I'm back. Um, so I actually think an interesting thing to consider is, For me, when my immigrant grandparents and parents tell me to do things like take a walk or get off my phone, sometimes I'll get like really touchy and upset about it. But I have to say, sometimes when I do get off my phone for a few hours and I do actually go outside and take a walk or get some exercise or eat some food, I do feel better. So that kind of leads me to wonder. I know that the approach of a lot of immigrant families is to focus on mental health by first trying to prioritize physical health. I know that's not maybe like the best way because it is important to acknowledge mental well-being, but what do we think? Is it helpful in any way? Because I I don't know, for me, sometimes those suggestions really do work. Like sometimes putting your physical health first and eating something healthy or taking a nap, um, it does work. So what do we think? Are all immigrant tips from our parents kind of off or do some of them work? They're not
0: off. Okay, here's the thing with me. My mom, my parents, they do this thing where like discipline, they take away my phone, right? And I think that's, I don't, I think that's majority parents, right? Like they just kind of like maybe like your punishment is just to take away like your technology or like ground you. I don't know, guys? Yes, no, sure? Okay.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Um, I don't. It's kind of been something recent with me that I'll ask my mom to take my phone so that I get time away from it um I know and I had a what I
1: was nodding sorry I was nodding sorry. so <laughs>
0: um my last year I had uh, a seminar class and he actually my teacher made an assignment for um an entire day do not touch your phone or not an entire day maybe like go without your phone for six to seven hours and then write a paper on how you felt afterwards and i think that assignment like at first everyone was like oh this is so easy like that's not really that hard and a similarity with everyone's essay is that they found themselves wanting to grab their phone every time they felt like they had nothing to do so that is so i'm sorry pijoy you are on your phone 24 yeah. 7 when you're not coaching your volleyball team Shh. <laughs> Anyway, field hockey. If, if you snap, if you like Snapchat for joy, he'll just Pishoy always answer with a link Snapchat to words. all <laughs> day. No. All... No, really
4: not. I will send a black screen. How do you think I got him spotted. here, guys? <laughs> anyway. if he's just like on Snapchat to increase his snap score. I feel that's his main goal. No, oh, no,
0: oh so <laughs> many folks on there, anyways. Anyways, um.
2: Go ahead, Yasmin. What are you saying?
0: You know, if I could, I'm going to mute him. I'm going to kick you out in, like, five seconds. Um, I was going to say, it's, like, with me, if I put down my phone, I feel like there's nothing, like, the first ten minutes I put down my phone, I feel like there's nothing to do. I just kind of sit there and I stare at the ceiling and just be, like, wandering, you know, like, mind wandering <sighs> <laughs> But then... <laughs> Oh my god.
2: Cadence, can I curse in this?
0: Senna did. No. Senna did.
2: Senna my bad. Senna I dog. It. Huh?
0: I Huh? I just have to mark it as explicit when like I'm uploading it.
2: <laughs> okay, good. You had us! <laughs> <ass! laughs> oh.
0: There is <laughs> Finish what you're saying. Please. I'm trying! Um I'm gonna fast
3: the mic. I
4: can't finish got this. Yeah, <laughs>
3: I'd like to answer Mavada's question. If yes, mean can't get her stuff together <laughs> <Too> <laughs> for <it>. Okay. Um, <laughs> thank you. I think I think your question was like, does are they right sometimes? I think they're right sometimes because um, like when I like stick to a routine or like do exercise like every, like once a month, like it makes me feel better. And or like if I eat like a salad, like I'm so serious, it makes me feel kind of better about myself and i guess that does have an effect on my mental health so like those like tiny things that they pick on like oh leave your phone and da da i think it genuinely does help but not always and i also like asked my um mom to like take my phone away from me but it it didn't really last well so
0: yeah. you know what i feel like i'm not on my phone enough for me being like off my phone to like do anything cuz like i don't know Like, I'll answer someone if someone texts me. But, like, I don't just sit on my phone for hours. No, you won't. No, you won't. Answer people? No. You will text Cadence. Cadence will respond the day after. Okay. That's because you text me at, like, 11 p.m. I'm sleeping. (laughs) Or, like, 10 10 o'clock. I'm sleeping then, too. Guys, I go to bed at 9.30. What? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because I have work. Well, today I had work
2: at 7.30. Not so.
0: anymore, so don't be using your bedtime excuse. Actually, I have work until next Saturday.
2: Yeah, I work on Saturdays too, Yasmin. Shut up,
0: Cadence. Look <laughs> at us. We're literally so amazing. We're getting money. What are you getting, Yasmin? My dignity. Yeah. Can you finish your point, please? Oh, what was my point? Oh, I'm not on my phone enough for me to like not, um like to like have to take time away from it. A lot of the time I'm like, Doing
4: homework or like reading or like some random stuff. So
0: I don't know. I just felt like saying that.
2: <laughs> I was muted. That's why. No one could hear me. Um, I have a confession to make <laughs> you
0: were talking?
2: Yeah, I was talking. But oh. I have a confession. I had to delete TikTok a few days ago because it it was bad. Um, but um but I've been getting like a lot of work done after the fact, which is like, like, who would have thought, but at the same time, like, not obviously... me. <laughs> what?
1: So there is some truth to it, then, like,
2: yeah,
1: um, if we kind of listen to these suggestions, I mean, there is some truth to it. And it does lead me to wonder, like, do not get me wrong, I am the biggest proponent of mental health in high school, I ran a mental health club, I started it. I wrote a little article in my Yay. Yeah, I was very big on articles in my school's newspaper. They were always about mental health. I'm very big on mental health. I'm a big believer in it. I think it should be embraced. But sometimes I do wonder if like when you're upset, sitting and stewing in it, it can make it like a little bit worse. So I'm not saying every time that you're like feeling down, you should snap back up and start doing stuff, but I do think that sometimes putting away that little bit of self-pity and really like making it a point to drag yourself out of that low point. I think sometimes that can be helpful. I don't know though.
2: I- Guys, I she like solved like the problem. She just
0: solved world hunger. No, no, not really. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs>
1: Guys, we're all good now. <laughs> it's like one thing to say it and one thing to do. Like I'm actually sitting here like, oh yeah, drag yourself out of it. When I'm sad, I will fully not leave my bed and I will just like- Milana sleeps
0: her problems away.
1: She does. (laughs) I do, and I. (laughs) She does. But do do you guys know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when immigrant families are like, "Oh, like if you didn't know what mental health was, like you wouldn't think about it, you wouldn't even like consider it, and this wouldn't be a problem for you." Like, is there some truth to that?
2: Oh
3: yeah. I just I don't think there's. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Sana. (laughs) For sure. Anyway, I have other comments for you, but anyway, I think (laughs) that. I just don't think that makes sense. If you didn't think about mental health, I think you just wouldn't have, you wouldn't have anything and you wouldn't have a name for it, but you would still experience it and you would still like go through all of the emotions and whatever. I, I don't think that thinking about mental health makes you more prone to having mental health issues. I, I don't know, but yeah.
1: No, that's such a good point. That's actually so true. Even if you don't put a label on it, you still think about it. And I do think that when older generations are like, oh, we didn't have these rates of anxiety. No, you were still feeling it. You just didn't have a name for it, which is why you say that you don't have these rates of anxiety. There weren't statistics for it because you didn't put a name on it. You guys were still probably feeling that way though.
0: I think it, yeah, I think the, the levels have definitely gotten higher now with like technology and social media and all the social standards or whatnot um and that's why they've become a bigger topic now because I think it happens more frequently um for people to kind of not notice it um but it just happens at a larger scale now with everyone but I guess (laughs) immigrant families are so used to not speaking about it they just convince themselves it isn't real does that make sense
2: do you think you could talk like slower because i like i think like (laughs) like you're not talking slow enough i feel i'm not
0: talking slow enough. you just cannot digest information
2: fast enough no i'm just it's sarcasm okay but i actually have something to add for once what
0: Maidens, are you okay no, anyway, sure, Go ahead. <laughs>
4: okay. I think just uh, me. You
0: muted me? I, I did because you I were shattering.
2: I was going to say that, <laughs> um, say that um, there's an entire course in my school. It's called um, American or World History since 1989 or something like that. And it has to do with um, understanding history um, during this time of like electronics and media and um, stuff like that. And the um, basis of the course itself is that a lot of what's um, a lot of history since then is almost uncomparable to um, history um, before then. Um, And I I think we sometimes talk about how um, there are arguments like um, why isn't Puerto Rico a state? Or why aren't there more states in the US? Or why aren't there more chapters in the Bible? And that, like, it's as like weird as that seems, and as un um, like r- related as that seems, um, it has to do with this idea of modernization and how um, this this use of like electronics and media, like I said, has had um, an like unquantifiable um, impact on society. The
0: Bible? Can you get our world? No, that's world, not what
2: I meant, and you know it.
0: Our world like history.
2: Teacher, I meant like a new era. How yeah, I teacher know. Teacher I like love that course. I
0: did <laughs> not <cannot laughs> write a thesis.
1: Anyways, so, the
0: <laughs> you like, did say that.
1: I kind of get what Pishoy is saying. Like, the world is so different now. So, of course, we have different rates of um, mental illness and mental health awareness. And I also think that, again, saying this as an immigrant child, I fully recognize the challenges that my parents went through. I commend them for that. Those challenges were incredible. And I know that all of us as immigrant kids are so appreciative of what our parents overcame. But I also think that our parents going through difficulties does not negate the fact that we still have our own burdens in America. Um, I think that today's generation faces a lot of pressure in terms of social media, in terms of self-perception and self-image, in terms of getting into college. Right now, getting into college, uh, getting a job, buying a house, those things are harder than they ever were before. So, you know, I think that's also a factor that contributes to increasing rates of declining mental health and also why we have like more awareness of it. No, that
3: yeah.
1: Is, just, I'm a lot of eight. I see what you're saying cuz like obviously
3: we, social media is going to expose us more to things that maybe our parents wouldn't have been exposed to and our generation is obviously is kind of like nih- nihilistic now now that we know like oh the earth is dying and blah blah blah. So there's more we're just more prone to having being anxious and like kind of depressed about certain things because we're just like someone was saying we're more exposed to it
0: uh I don't know if we have or if Malata or Janiel have any last talking points but if you guys don't would you guys like to
1: wrap up info for the episode wrap up I'm gonna try to do this quick um in today's episode we discussed how coming from an immigrant family affects your perception of mental health. We discussed some disparities between immigrant children and non immigrant children in the perception of mental health. Um, We talked a little bit about the factors that can contribute to different rates of mental health that our parents face and that we're currently facing. And yeah, we had some fun and some giggles while we did all that. So what more can you want? Insane giggles.
0: Oh, amazing
1: wrap-up Milana
0: amazing thank you Milana always got some good wrap-ups she'd be like she'd be eating the the plate too to be honest but
4: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs>
0: um anyways um does the cat worship pair want to mute so I can end off the episode
2: <laughs> my god
0: <laughs> um well once again thank you everyone for joining uh this wonderful week of brain talks. Um thank you, Malada and janeel who are actually our hosts, co-hosts for this week. Um our amazing full interns. And we had Mahika come in as a, another intern who is doing it as like a side task. So thank you to her for putting time out of her day for that. Senan Pesho don't get a thank you. Um <laughs> Cadence is always mm, wow. Canis, Senna, you're, you're kind of here sometimes but um once again thank you everyone for coming and thank you guys for listening to this week and hopefully we will see you guys next week bye, bye.